August gave you my heart and Victory 91.5. It's Corey, and we're so thankful for North Georgia Replacement Windows, one of our morning show partners. They're the local partner of Infinity from Marvin. They're offering full fiberglass window and door replacements that provide more light and bigger views. And you can find North Georgia Replacement Windows online at ngwindows.com. This morning, we're talking about Pentecost, but we're also going to pray. We are indeed. And, uh, you know, Chris August just saying, gave you my heart, sharing his testimony. So, you know, this is why we do what we do every day, because Jesus has come into our lives. And there is just nothing else more important that we could ever share with you, rather talk about, pray about, and celebrate than the fact that Jesus is alive in us and can be alive in you. If you know, if you've had religion, if you're just kind of going through your life, if all the things going on in the world scare you to death and you have no idea how to get peace, well, you know what? It, it all comes down to Jesus. He died for you so that death of all things was one of those things you'd never have to be afraid of and all the other enemies and things that would come against you because he would come, forgive your sin, lay it all down, and he would give you new life. Yeah. Father, we just uh, ask you to come right now. Just begin to touch every single heart, every person, uh, just every life from the youngest to the oldest. Never too late to come to you. So, Lord, let us come to you. Draw us. Draw us so we come to know you. Open eyes to see you. Open ears to hear you. Give us a passion. Give us a fervor and a desire for you. In all things that we do, Lord, save to the uttermost. Right now, the ones that need you the very most and the ones that think they need you the very least. In Jesus' name, amen. Coming up, we're going to hear from Cain, their song, Revival. But first, we're going to hear a word from our underwriter. As the owner of Hopkins Home Sales with Keller Williams Realty, I'm grateful to help families in Forsyth and the surrounding communities realize their dreams in buying, selling, and investing in real estate. I'm Tim Hopkins. I believe in the blessings of faith, family, and community, and have found joy in applying my gifts, skills, knowledge, and experience in each of these areas of life. Lifelong memories are made in the houses we call home. It is always my pleasure to help a family find theirs. More about me and my real estate company is at HopkinsHomeSales.com. That's HopkinsHomesales.com. So we're talking about Pentecost. We are. And this is about the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. meeting everyday people, the fact that the Lord wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit. How to encounter the fire of God, how to get the power that God wants to give you. That's kind of the conversation because it's a unique Pentecost. It was a unique Purim, Passover, and everything else because of this coronavirus pandemic. So... Uh, one of the things I believe God said was that we're looking at a glimpse of the four horsemen this end times, same as we did in World War One and World War Two. It's a very unusual time, and so we're just kind of making that case, going through each of these. So we're gonna we went back through Purim, which would have been the first horse, a glimpse, not the real thing, and now we're gonna look at Passover, and then second Passover, and then we're gonna kind of open up Pentecost in that way. And then also just help you understand what Pentecost is and why it is we just celebrate this uh, amazing feast day to encounter God. So let's jump back. We're going to go back to early April, April 8th, which was Passover. And, of course, if Purim was when this whole coronavirus thing came to light, what happened at Easter? Do you remember? And what's the significance of why it was in Passover? Well, this is what I believe happened at Passover. And this very condensed preview of the end times. The second seal in the red horse. Uh, then another horse came out. This is Revelation 6. 
a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. All right, peace is taken and people made to kill each other. The instrument is a large sword. If you'll notice in the judgments of Revelation, you see the sword coming out of the mouth of Jesus. Revelation 1.16, coming out of his mouth, sharp double-edged sword. Revelation 2, I'll come to you and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Revelation 19, coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. So Jesus is the word made flesh. His judgments are words. His breath is a weapon. Likewise, the devil was a liar from the very beginning. Just as he deceived one-third of the angels into following him with his words and deceived Adam and Eve with his words, his warfare is with words. Spiritual swords are not for stabbing. Words penetrate, separating soul from spirit. So how do you take the peace from the whole earth? Lies and fear. There was a significant shift that happened at Passover or Easter in early April. What seemed temporary and manageable about this whole corona stuff became unstoppable. The rule of law was placed in the hands of the medical community hierarchy to determine our response. We were called essential workers or suddenly labeled non-essential. Businesses everywhere were forced to close. Fear and panic were mandated. Everything up until then really been optional. At Passover Easter, it was no longer optional how we were to respond. People have been made afraid to leave their homes or visit relatives, told to wear a mask. Relatives could not even go to the hospital with a loved one, even if they were dying. There was rage and hatred and people reporting each other. About 8,000 Americans die every day from disease. Some are scarier and others are more dangerous and confusing. Those two terms are unbelievably tragic. Lots of things are scary, but aren't dangerous. Some things are dangerous, but aren't scary. Unprecedented lockdowns of economies were accepted with little question because of fear and panic and misdiagnosing danger. As a result, critical screenings were prevented to detect cancers, cholesterol, and diabetes. Meanwhile, infant mortality, opiate addiction, alcoholism, and domestic violence soared. Irrational fear trumped real danger and caused unprecedented job loss. Despair, recession, and a lack of needed resources, which I believe will certainly cause more deaths than COVID. Every day that employment suffers, the economic wounds become more deadly all across the world. We know 2020 is a biblical year, 5780. The number 80 in Hebrew is pay. It means mouth, speech, and breath. This coronavirus pandemic is spread by breath, which can kill. But it's the words spoken that take away peace. Lies and deception about how dangerous it could be to everyone, how it was spread. The only response permitted was quarantine and closing the economy. There was no peace, and I'm sure you felt that. A spirit of fear doesn't, just to, to be clear, what a spirit of fear is. A spirit of fear doesn't make you pull your hand back from an open flame so as not to be burned. That's just wisdom or... or uh, or experience. A spirit of fear makes you pull your hand back from an unlit candle. A spirit of fear is something very different. What does it look like when you've given yourself over to be controlled? Here's Romans 1. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. 
they become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They're gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but also approve those who practice them. That's Romans 1, 28 through 32. There's a lot of those words in there that probably describe some of the things that are in our hearts. And all of that comes when we're pushed, not when we make a choice, but when the devil pushes, especially that spirit of fear comes into our life, we make bad decisions. So that's what happened, I believe, on that second feast day of Passover. That's not all. We're going to look at what's the church's response. What were we supposed to do on this holiday of Passover and Easter? I'm Jennifer Adkins. My husband, Lance, and I.